you open your Bibles to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. We will start reading at verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me, not because I saw, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do, that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore he said to him, What sign will you perform that we may see and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who came down from heaven and gives life to the world. Hallelujah. Father, we ask your blessings be added to the reading of the word this morning. And as we consider the bread of life, as we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, as we look unto him who really satisfies, Lord, may the Holy Spirit satisfy our souls. May we have a deep sense that the Holy Spirit has ministered here this morning. May we, as we come around the communion table, truly enter in to fellowship with you. Lord, without your anointing, we can do nothing. Without your power, we're powerless. Father, this morning we seek the Holy Spirit that he might empower each of us to hear and to see and to sense that we might have open ears and open hearts and that the power of Almighty God might be upon the speaker to bring forth your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus here could very plainly see that they were following him not because he was the Messiah, not because he was the Son of God, not because he was the one that they had been looking for for centuries, but because he had met their physical need. Because he'd done a few miracles, as it says here in verse 26. They just wanted someone to take care of their worldly needs, 
so that they wouldn't have to work for it. There's a lot of people that way today, isn't there? They want it all handed to them. They don't want to work for anything. They had their eyes on the temporal rather than on the eternal. And we still have those same kind of people around. They're following Jesus for what Jesus can do here and now rather than what he can do in the hereafter. Well, praise God, Jesus does do miracles. But even if he doesn't do miracles, I'm still going to follow Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Let us just take a few minutes this morning and let's consider the bread of life. Let's consider Jesus metaphorically and compare him to the bread and the manna which came down from heaven. First of all, Bread has to be prepared. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10.5, A body hast thou prepared for me. God the Father had prepared a body for the Messiah. Human body. And he was going to be able to feel. He was going to be able to sense. He was going to go through everything. He was going to be tempted in all ways likewise as we are yet without sin. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave that gift. That unspeakable gift is given to you and I. Over in the 23rd Psalm, it says, He has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I have food to eat that you know not of. Jesus told the woman at the well, or told the disciples when he was ministering to the woman at the well. I don't think that we really can satisfy that longing, desire in our soul until like Jesus we're involved in doing the will of God. I have food to eat that you know not of. Secondly, bread is good for itself and its own uh, nature. Christ is good in himself. There's no evil in him, no impurities. You know, that's why at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, they didn't use any leaven 
in that bread. It, leaven always in the scriptures is a symbol of impurity, of evil. He said, hey, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. And he was talking about hypocrisy. It's an impurity. Jesus is the unleavened bread. He knew no sin. Yet he became sin for you and I. There's no impurity in him. No corruption. Everything that's pure and good and wholesome is in Jesus Christ. Thirdly, bread is not inherent in, a, in us. Uh, you might have all the food in the world, but if you don't eat it, you know what? You're going to starve. And Jesus, like the manna, was free. It's free. You can't buy it. This is a bread that you can't go to the store and get it. This is a bread that is freely given to you. But like the Jews, we have to gather it each day. And you can only gather enough for one day at a time. Every day you have to go out and gather this heavenly manna. And like the Jews that gathered that manna, they had to partake of that manna in order for it to nourish their souls and their, their physical being. Jesus is here, but unless we partake, it doesn't nourish us. You can sit in a church and never be nourished spiritually. Although Jesus is here. It depends on how hungry you are. If you come into the church hungry for the spiritual things, for the things of God, then you're, He's going to meet you and He's going to feed you. It was a gift. This manna was a gift from God. And Jesus is a gift from God. It's for whosoever will. Jesus is given freely to you this morning. Freely. Hallelujah. John 4.10 says, Jesus answered and said to her, If thou had knownest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water. 
Whatever we need to nourish us spiritually, we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever we have need of to sustain us is met in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus will satisfy your hunger. Jesus will satisfy your thirst. But you'll have to ask Him for it. You'll have to partake of it. I can only present things to you here this morning, but it's up to you to partake. You know, sometimes we come into the church and we... Uh, we're looking for those who maybe have never been in the church before and we look around us and we think, well now, there's one that needs the Lord Jesus Christ. And when, when the pastor gives the altar call, then they're going to come and receive. Well, you know what? That call that goes out every Sunday is for every one of us. Amen. I need... You need, we need, Jesus. Amen? John 1, verse 11. These are probably the saddest words recorded anywhere. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And yet Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, Jesus comes to his own. And many times, we're too taken up with things to receive him. And we go out of here hungry. When the bread of life is here to sustain us and to feed us, all we got to do is partake. You receive Him, you receive strength. You receive Him, you receive power. Fourthly, this bread is pleasant to the taste. Especially to the needy. Proverbs. Chapter 27. Verse 7. It says there, A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Are you hungry enough this morning after the things of God that no matter what it is, you'll take it because you desire it? You see what, it, what I'm saying? 
it all depends on our attitude towards the thing. And bread has been given to us, that which will sustain us, that which will bring us satisfaction, that which will bring us life, and all we've got to do is reach out and get it. But we've got to have a hunger. We've got to have a thirst after it. Numbers, chapter 21. Numbers, chapter 21, and verse 4 and 5. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loatheth this worthless bread. I want you to understand that what God had given the Israelites here should have been so precious and they should have been so thankful for it. But because they had had it over a period of time, it became so routine that they became disenchanted with it. In fact, they loathed it. All they could think of was the onions and the garlic and the uh, stuff that they had in, in Egypt. And there's people who have so much in a church or in Christianity and yet they become dissatisfied. disenchanted and they begin to wander back into sin they want to go, in their minds they go back into their old life you see we we are we ought to stay so hungry for Jesus Christ so hungry to have that experience that It's new to us every time it happens. Amen? New to us. Taste of the Lord Jesus Christ and see that He's good. Hallelujah. Bread renews the strength, preserves the life. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Without him, I can do nothing. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Turn with me to John 15. Here in John 15... And I'm just going to relate to you what it says. It's talking about the true vine and the necessity 
of being a part of the vine. For without the vine, you can't bear any fruit. The branch by itself does not bear fruit. It bears fruit because the sap comes from, from being rooted in God. Jesus said that He was the vine. And that, that sap which comes up through the, the, the root system, comes up through the vine, supports the branches so that the branches can bear fruit. And that's what Paul was saying. Without, without Jesus, I can't do it. Without Jesus, you can't do it. Without Jesus, none of us can do it. Amen? And if we don't stay abiding in Jesus Christ, then we'll wither up and dry up and die. We need this bread of life, this to sustain life. It's absolutely necessary. That's my last point. There's no happiness. There's no joy. There's no peace apart from being in Jesus Christ and Jesus in us. There is only emptiness and longing and gnawing inside. And we need Jesus. Isaiah chapter 55 says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, this isn't going to cost you anything. Come, buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money on that which is not bread? That which is not going to satisfy you. And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen diligent to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and you, your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Well, Jesus has made a covenant with 